0: This podcast on 973 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Tomorrow. But Gwen and
1: Chris are just getting started. Sports Talk It is. Your hosts, Tony Quinn Jr. First,
2: uh um,
3: first wait. <laughs> Whoa! I threw everybody off with of that. Whoa! Sorry.
2: What just happened?
0: <laughs> and Chris Ello. I, I think he's kind of a mouth.
3: <laughs>
0: My gosh, what does that mean? <laughs> it just says a bunch of stuff that, that I don't agree with. All
3: right. A mouth. I'm going to move on from this <laughs> as fast as possible.
0: Number two. It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports.
3: Yes! 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 With plenty of nonsense
2: in between
3: producer Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 the fan
4: what's good San Diego welcome in to Gwen and Chris on this Tuesday afternoon Tony Gwynn Jr. Matt Scraby Chris Zello on assignment and uh, Padres win their fifth in a row um, taking down the Rockies and what Turned out to be a game that, if you weren't if you weren't a you know in the United States and you knew a little bit about Padres Rockies, you would have thought this game was played in Coors Field, uh, <laughs> with the amount of hits and runs and length of time. But nonetheless, Padres come out on top. Now, as the Padres are playing perhaps some of their best baseball in terms of wins and losses here that they've played literally all season because they haven't at any point won five in a row, no matter who was on the schedule. The hits. Keep coming, it seems like. Uh, what, our second, I don't know what you would call, uh, I guess, autopsy article of of right. the Padres. Uh, we, you know, you had the Kevin Acey story today. Dennis Lynn, uh, his story in The Athletic about um, the foundational elements of this ball club. Um, and, you know, I think if – I'm sure at this point everybody has at least seen excerpts of – of the article, if not the whole thing. It is pretty much directed at A.J. Preller on uh, a number of different um, avenues. Uh, and, um, yeah, man, it's 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 um, usually, it, and listen, I've lived in San Diego my whole entire life. Usually these articles will come out after the season's over, uh, in which it's a lot harder to... Um, be able to ask questions about the article. That has not been the case here in 2023, which is a lot different than I, at least I can remember in my time here in San Diego. In, in both cases, both of the subjects of the article have are in it, are quoted in it, and I think that's a, a little bit different as well. Scrape, what was your first could uh, I can only imagine what your first thoughts were as you were reading this but uh, I, I I'm a little
3: scared to ask but I'm gonna ask what were your thoughts great I, I I think how do I put this but I this this article is more about AJ Preller than it is about anything else and the things that have been put forth in this article are things that I think I've heard a couple times this season but I can't Confirm it. So that's why we we I never really talked about it or said anything about it. But it seems like um, to make it simple that. The way the article's written, A.J. Preller is a helicopter parent, and it's affecting everything. And <laughs> the reason I say helicopter parent, parent is because it... That's what you're going with? Well, the reason I say that is because it, he there were multiple times in the article that he uh, apparently is going down and telling players one thing, and Bob Melvin is saying another thing to players, and there's a unfixable, quote-unquote, um, rift between A.J. and, and Bob Melvin. And it looks like – like they, they keep saying in the article, he's a great talent evaluator, not a great communicator. And uh, I think that's a huge problem because you have to be a great communicator if you are a general manager. Now, to be
4: to be fair, this isn't the first time we've heard the whole communication thing and not being, you know, quote, unquote, the best – that's his best strength. Yeah. Um, again, none of that seemed to matter last year as they went to – a NLCS, however, things winning has a strange way of masking a lot of things. And, you know, you bring up a good point. I, I'm here every day, and so you hear things all the time throughout the course of the season, and that's no different than any place. But there's no – I'm certainly not going to speak to any of those things because they're not – I don't know that they're true. Uh, a lot of people have agendas. A lot of people have um, – Reasons for telling you things they tell you. And, you know, I've learned, uh, you know, through my dad, through my own experience, you can't trust everybody. And, you know, it's not my place to be talking about things that may not even be true. Uh, however, this is now, uh, is, is out there now. And uh, once again, and much like the uh, Kevin Ac story, there are quoted players uh that are unnamed there are you know some of it is you know coming from the former employees you gotta you know you gotta weigh that right how much of this is 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 vindictive or vengeful or whatever it is but some of it's come as you said come from with inside bob melvin certainly did not speak he chose not to uh speak in in this scenario um which you know could be telling in, in in many ways, but uh there there clearly is is something uh going on right now you know so and you just hope that it can it can get fixed at this point.
3: Yeah, there was a point in the article where they were talking about I thought it was a good little um, anecdote, I guess. But they said several Padres people interviewed for this story described circumstances in which Preller told players one thing and Melvin told them another. They likened it to a situation of a toxic relationship between parents in which the kids suffer. And so, like, if you think about it that way, I could see why there is turmoil within the clubhouse. And I could see why there is kind of a walking on an eggshell type feeling when you're when you're down there in the clubhouse just because you never know what's gonna happen and you never know what they're gonna tell you and if if what this person's telling me is what I should follow or if this person's telling me is what I should follow um, I didn't know anything about this rugby guy that they brought in uh, but apparently that's the other thing is
4: somebody some folks caught some strays it seems <laughs> it seems like because uh, you know uh, Don has, has been a part of the organization. For for yeah. since I've been here in, in San Diego, um, and it, it's um, he was one of the members that was brought up, um, and again that those the comments that are attributed to the two gentlemen that probably no one knows in terms of um, recognizing by name, seemingly are coming from people within inside the the clubhouse, which is a, a whole other issue, I, I, I would think.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There should be no leaks from the clubhouse, but there's clearly something going on. Uh, I, I think the
4: bigger question is why do people feel like they have to go this route,
3: right? That's a good question, and my uh, assumption of an answer would be... Sorry, everybody. My my computer uh, ran out of battery, and now my okay. There we go. I'm muted again. Have, they might was, not
4: have. They might not have ever known if you uh, didn't decide. No, to bring I heard it up myself
3: in the background, so I'm sure that everybody heard me <laughs> echoing. Um, the the other thing that I think is pretty telling about this is that there have been 29 coaches and managers that have departed uh, Preller's major league staff since 2015, which is a lot. And there's been what four managers now, and. Uh, without i don't want it to come off like I'm blaming AJ but that tells me there is a disconnect between the higher ups and the people who are working the ba- the baseball operations day to day the manager the players uh hitting coaches things like that and if I were to take this article and you gave me a decision who needs to go
4: mm, so why we, why are we, why are we going down this path oh huh? because I think this is where we are at This is where you think we're at, huh?
3: I think we're at the point where if it's an unfixable thing according to one player, I think we're at the point where they need to either get rid of both Bob Melvin and A.J. Preller or they need to get rid of one or the other because Bob Melvin is... uh, A.J. Preller needs to let Bob Melvin manage, and Bob Melvin, I don't know that he's not doing this, but he needs to let A.J. Preller be the general manager.
4: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it sounds... As though, and that's I think for out of all of it, that's probably the you know assuming this is all you know factual, which again, I have no reason to believe is is otherwise um that's the most concerning part is the part with Bowmel and a j yeah not that's to me is the it's probably the the biggest stall,
3: oh yeah. I mean those are the two guys that make decisions for the team and if they can't come together and make a decision for the team that's going to benefit the team instead of maybe benefit one of their likings more than the other then that's not that's not what you're supposed to be doing.
4: Yeah. You you wonder where the disconnect is why it, the the relationship is seemingly what at least Dennis is reporting. And by the way, it wasn't it, the, the article is attributed to Dennis Lynn and uh, Ken Rosenthal, if I'm not mistaken. It is. So, yeah. Um, it, you wonder whether the disconnect lies between those two. Why can't they get on the same page? If that is indeed true. I
3: I mean, I also found it interesting as well in the article that some players were there. Here's a quote from an anonymous Padres player. Nobody cares about winning and trying to figure out this. Nobody cares about winning and trying to figure this out more than he does, which is A.J. Preller. He's obsessed. So his goal is to build a great baseball team. His goal is to win a World Series. But it seems like the way he's going about it is ruffling feathers in the clubhouse and and so that needs to be changed.
4: Yeah, uh, no, no doubt about it. If if and so listen, as we as the the days went by uh, after Kevin ac's article, you know, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen here, but it does seem like, and I could be wrong. It feels like there's some type of tipping point coming up here. Oh yeah, um, what is what does that consist of? Right? Again, Padres. They're still It's still a long shot, five and a half out. They're playing, they've won five straight for the first time all season. This is coming at a time where things are, I, I don't know, maybe I, I, this is premature, but they seem to be moving in the right direction in terms of on the field. Right? Which I don't I mean, know how
3: is possible because there more drama has come out in the past four days or five days than all season long. And that... maybe
4: there's no correlation at all. Maybe you can't connect the two, but there's no doubt that there's a lot of drama popping off right now in San Diego, um, and they have, are at the same time playing some of the best baseball with pieces, you know, beat up, not in the lineup, not in the rotation. Um, and now granted, they the last four games have come against opponents that, quite frankly, aren't very good. Um, but that's okay. But, but that has been the case earlier this season, a la Kansas City Royals, yeah. a la some of the other teams, that and they didn't get these results. So again, you maybe there's no correlation, but you know, two big pieces have come out in the last week that seemingly uh, are saying some changes needed in whatever way you think that may be. Right? It may be an attitude adjustment, maybe personnel, maybe whatever it is. Uh, there seems to be a, 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 a you know, the, the the word that stands out in both are probably communication. That that yes. is that is a thing that is is reigning between both is communication. And now how that gets fixed, I I, I don't know. That, that's uh, something that uh, I, I would think everybody's going to have to kind of wrap their minds around. Everybody involved, I should say.
5: Now, my biggest question would hello, be— Hello, Frank. Hello.
4: Oh, yeah, this is This is Frank, Frank this is Frank, Frank Manikazi over here. Yeah, just, <laughs> don't do that, because
3: I'm
0: going to start calling him Manikazi because I finally I, got it out of my I'll system. I'll
4: tell
3: the story real quick. I was off one day, and I was driving home <laughs> listening. Frank was on the board, and Tony brings it back and says, Frank Manikazi on the one in, ones and twos. It's it's so it's close. It's Frank Marchese. It's Frank Marchese. I,
5: I played
4: with him Manikazi before. So, so close. <laughs> so,
5: that's, that's where
3: it came
4: from.
5: Sorry, all right, go ahead, Frank. Go ahead, Frank. My question would be, as far as the relationship between Melvin and Preller, how does it get to this point? Because you have to think they met a couple of times before Melvin agreed to come here. So they would have had to have had meetings. We assume they, they
4: met a couple of times.
5: It, it, right. So in my head, you guys talk about what the goals are, how you wanna how you wanna tackle this. At some point, somebody had to show a hand somewhere that could have been a red flag or a tip off to be, hey, two I'm meetings? gonna run. Well, it could be two or three. If if you're, well,
4: I'm, I'm saying, listen, when we go in for a job interview, right. Are we showing our red flags in the job interview most well, times? No, I'm not.
5: I'm not saying that Preller's going. Hey, I'm going to micromanage this. But there <laughs> might be, there might be something that he says that Melvin kind of like. hmm, Wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. But, that doesn't sound how it's been not. done with other teams.
3: I, I I get what you're
4: saying, Frank. on, hold, hold, well, let me okay. stop you there. Yeah. Let me remember the situation he's coming out of. He's coming out of an Oakland A situation, which we know. Is extremely micromanaged, right? So right,
5: but he's also been with other organizations. It hasn't just been Oakland that he's been with, primarily sure, but, Oakland.
4: But, but but we don't know the last however many years. His two of the three managers of the year awards he's got has come as an Oakland A. He's had his most success as an as an Oakland A. And you're right. He has been in different organizations, but you also got to think about the transition of time and how things kind of changed and how front offices operated when he first started to when he got to Oakland to now. And so I don't know that in a in a in a meeting there would be tells either way, right? Like you're 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 bringing your best version of you, and so is the organization, right? They're courting you, so I, I don't see why you would ha- you would give up any of the. Your tails, if you will.
3: Yeah, that... when I yeah, it's like a, it's like a date. The last date you know I went on was probably like 2018. You're gonna be, you're gonna <laughs> be, you're gonna be like your best self, as you said, Tony. And then as you go along, you kind of find these little things that you may dislike about the person. And then it gets to a point where you're like, man, I really don't even like this person anymore. <laughs> I don't right. want to talk to them anymore. So, I, I think, I think that there there needs to be a massive. Sit down and a hashing out of everything, and see if they can salvage this. I don't think it can be salvaged, though. According to this athletic article,
4: uh, that came from a that came from an unidentified player.
3: It did. In unfixable relationship between Bob Melvin and AJ Preller. Yeah, man.
4: Uh, you know, it, it it it's it's not ideal. It's certainly not ideal, and, and you hope that they can find a way to to, to get this uh, moving in the right direction because, because what I,
5: what
3: happens if they do let go of Bob Melvin h- how many managers are willing to come to San Diego cuz they're going to call Bob Melvin and they're going to be like hey what's it really like working for you know the the Padres you you, you don't know I, what you're going to get I, uh, okay
4: the, that is 100% true and you know baseball is much like a a bigger high school <laughs> you know you, people clicks talk to one another managers that's a that's a community for sure uh, however there's only 30 of these jobs and they are very very valuable and you are willing to maybe take some stuff that you probably wouldn't otherwise for one of these premier jobs so i mean i i it's very easy to see how you could get to this point yeah um because there's this is if this is your job this is your, your, the, the job you want I think all of us have taken jobs we want that don't necessarily that don't have every single thing that we want uh, but you and you feel like you'll be able to manage it we just hope that both sides can 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 figure it out if you know what Dennis and Ken have put down on paper today uh, or on internet or however you you read it uh, you just hope that it, it it's fixable much like the same situation with uh, the same players who were, you know, had the conversations with Kevin Acey as well. Yeah. All right, we are a little bit beyond. That's okay. Uh, let's let's get to break. These things are are just bubbling up uh, on us. Marcus McNeil joins us. Talk a little NFL in the three o'clock hour. We got R.J. Anderson, CBS Sports, talking baseball. Uh, we're supposed to we're supposed to have Robert Ori on today to talk about this Champions United. I'm gonna fill you guys in a little bit of something that's near and dear. To me. He's one of the contestants in it. I'll explain it a little bit when we come back. Uh, but we also have to get into the Manny Machado surgery, likely coming too. We, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. We'll talk about that more. We'll continue to cover this athletic article. Full show basically for you guys today. Almost a full show. We're going to Chris on the way.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.
4: Twenty-five on the clock short segment here. Cause because Je- that cause Scrapey and I I almost said Jesse because I've been talking to him during the break. Jess er, I did it again. Scrabey and I <laughs> and I ran our mouth too much in the first segment. So this is a little bit shorter. Uh as you know, Manny Machado will have surgery at some point during the offseason. Uh, but he's not he's going to keep playing until the team is official at least officially eliminated as I suspected yesterday. He doesn't he wants to finish this thing out is until there is zero chance of of them getting out. And he was productive once again yesterday. Two more knocks. Um, those who are just joining in the show first segment, we went over Dennis Lynn and Ken Rosenthal's article in the athletic and what was said in there. And uh yeah, it, it, it's it, the irony is that this is the, the best stretch of baseball the Padres have played. It's so weird in the same week in which two, I think by most people's account, would consider it bombshell type of articles hit have pieces. Hit, <laughs> they have everybody's favorite word, hit pieces, uh, ha, has been out there, and so you know a lot of questions. I'm sure, as I as I mentioned in the last segment. Um, these are in this business that I'm in you, you hear things all the time but it, it, until there is some actual confirmation on this and I consider what you read in that article some, article some confirmation um that there are some things that that are that are um not quite right I guess you would say
3: here, here's a quote I didn't say in the last segment, but it, one former Padres player said, "Quote, every day it's something. There is an aura of looking over your shoulder there, which is never a comfortable feeling. And if that's the environment that's being created there, no wonder these guys are struggling because they're looking over their shoulder, wondering or not, wondering if they have a job or not the next day. And that's that's if I came to work at a place where I was looking over my shoulder, I would be extremely stressed, and I, it wouldn't be the right job for me anymore." Yeah,
4: uh, it's it's definitely not an ideal environment. I would I would guess right. Uh, looking over your shoulder in any job occupation, if that is indeed what it is, um, uh, you're probably not getting your most productive people. But uh, here's the, here here's the pushback, right? And I said winning can mask a lot of different things. Was that envi- How long has that environment existed? Exactly right. They they got off so in 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 twenty one and in twenty two, got off to tremendous starts mm-hmm. in that environment. Um, things got a little dicey in twenty two, but they've made it work. Things definitely got dicey in twenty one, and it and it sank.
3: Yeah, I was on every post game, so <laughs> yes, I very well you, know
4: you were on every post game. I so very you, well know you remember it well. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, and so you know, I I. I it begs the question: Has it has it gotten to a point now where it's it's not workable? Is is that why this is coming out now? Um, is it simply coming out because expectations aren't aren't met, and you're looking for a why?
3: I, I had a a friend text me and say, "Well, why didn't AC write this last year?" And I was like, "Well, because maybe it wasn't a problem last year. Maybe you know, maybe it was a problem this year." Not last year. I mean, we don't know. Like you said, we don't know when this all started. And you think Vander Bogart's like, if he knew if, if this was kind of the case, do you think he would even come here? You know, how? Here is the thing. You know,
4: that question was asked: Why wasn't it written last year? I mean, they got to an LCS last year. Yeah, there were they were they were in it, and and I think the the thing about these two articles, they seem to have come in a in a time where it seems like the Padres are out of it, right? Like there is. There's a chance, a small chance that they can get in it, but it seems like it was out of it. They're out of it. Maybe those articles didn't come out last year because they never were really out of anything. They, you, you knew everybody in that locker room kept saying, "All we got to do is get in." They got in, and what they do, they backed it up. They got, they won the first round, won the second round, got the third. Maybe that's why it wasn't written. But yeah, typically in my, as I said in the first segment, in my lifetime here in San Diego. These articles are generally reserved for after the season. There isn't anybody to to really talk to about it? Right, where it's a little bit harder to ask questions about. I, I promise you, if those who have read it in in the clubhouse today probably aren't looking forward to when the clubhouse opens.
3: That and uh, Bob Melvin's going to speak to the media today, and he's prominently O'mel's, featured in this article from the. Athletic. Certainly,
4: he has his scrum every day. He is. He is. Definitely going to get asked about it. Now, how he responds to it, I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see. We'll have it for you here on ninety seven three defend and yes, Chris. We will. But
3: yes, we will.
4: um I, I don't know if if he responds. I, I actually doubt he has a response to it.
3: It's really it's disappointing to me that it's got to this point though, because it, it's it doesn't seem like it needs to get to this point. But obviously there are some things that are not being fixed. And so, like you said, maybe this was a necessity for for the clubhouse because they've tried to get things fixed and they've tried to do different things. But it's according just not to working. the article, yeah, according to the article, and it's just not working. Like it, simple things, like batting practice before. Some one of the players uh, was was quoted as saying that we're we're just like tired, and some days we don't go out for yeah, batting here's, practice. Here's the thing about the velocity the velocity yeah, machine. It does not it a lot to AJ not, Peller wants to use the velocity machine instead of that, traditional batting practice.
4: That, and I'm not even speaking to that. I'm just talking about the velocity uh, machine in, in general. What. What's different about a game versus a machine that you get to get, keep putting balls in over and over is your hands take a beating in that process. Remember, that velocity machine is, is throwing hard, and it's baseballs. And the times where you don't square it up are more frequent when, you know, it's not an at-bat. Like, in an at-bat, you're not putting the contact on every single time. You're taking some pitches. You might make contact three times in an at-bat, at, you know, two times, one time. And at high velocity, it, it beats up your hands. And then not to mention, you get to this point in the year. I mean, there really are very few teams taking full-blown batting practice. Now, you do see a lot of teams still get their defensive work in, but hitting isn't something that you see every day this time of year. Scrave, you're looking at me yeah, the, like...
3: The hotline is just ringing, and Mr. Robert Ori is on the line if we want to switch gears for one second.
4: Well, it's 232. We we We're, good. We'll, Just be rolling okay. through? we'll be okay We'll be okay. Let's bring on let's bring on Mr. Big Shot Bob. Robert, you with us? Yes, sir. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, NBA legend, Laker legend, Robert Ory joins us here on the premier Chevrolet of Carl's Bad Fan Hotline. And the reason why he's here is is something that's near and dear to me. Um two nights from now, Thursday, twenty September twenty first. There is something cool that we have been doing for the last couple of years, uh, and it's called Champions Unite. It's uh, it's a it's a benefit for the American Lung Association. We get some of your favorite athletes to have do some type of talent show type deal, uh, and it's a contest where you guys get to vote on it. Robert, first of all, thank you for taking the time to call us, man. How are you?
2: My pleasure, man. You know I always enjoy doing this. And I'm just mad that they never asked me to show my talent. That's all I'm mad about.
4: <laughs> well, we know you're a man of of, of many talents. <laughs> uh, tell us tell us what what are you going to do for your talent this, this year?
2: Uh, man, you know what? I got to keep down the wraps right now. So I'm going to just hold <laughs> it to next year when they invite me. So I don't want to, you know, give it away, man. You don't want to give the surprise away. So I'm going to hold off and tell you that. So you have to wait till next year.
4: All right. Well, tell, tell us this. Tell us a little bit about... The American Lung Association, how you're involved and what donations uh, can actually benefit.
2: You know, I'm, I'm, I started off by a good friend of mine, Steve Webby. You know, we both went to Alabama Road Tide. And so he approached me about the American Lung Association. I was like, cool, because you know what? No air, no breath, right? You don't breathe, yeah. you don't live. And they're all about clean air and doing things for people uh, to make sure they, that, that they experience clean air and they live longer. And they have the ability to breathe. And it's, you know, what's more important than taking a breath? And it's so Nothing. much fun to always do charity events, especially when you make it fun and do it the way we did it by just, you know, going around to the local athletes and seeing who had got talent and who doesn't. Well,
4: we've had, uh, for for those listening here in San Diego, we've had Jake Cronenworth has been a part of it. Uh, Carlos Hernandez has been a part of it. Uh, so this is a, a deal that, as I said, it's, it's dear to me. It's dear to the Padres uh robert thank you for coming on uh let's i gotta ask you you know, you know lakers are my favorite team man i got a chance to watch you help to win a couple titles i gotta ask you how how excited are you about this upcoming season it seems like for the first time in a long time there is uh, some continuity in the roster um going and in back-to-back years
2: uh, yeah you know if you think about it they got pretty much five remaining starters and we haven't had that since the bubble championship. So. Um, it's, it's exciting to have these guys in the lineup and have the new additions, you know, like Jackson and Cam, because I think that was the two, the youth that they needed in that team. You know, even though we brought in Prince and some other guys, but I think when you got youth at an old age, trust me, I've been on both the ends of that spectrum, it brings a little rejuvenation to the team, a little excitement. So I'm excited for this season and see what Darverham comes up for the club because, you know, they got a good team. And when you got yeah. guys like A.D. and LeBron, you know, anything's possible, but the key is staying healthy.
4: How how impressed were you with, with Darvin Ham last year in his first year as a, as a head coach?
2: Oh, I was very impressed. You know, I got a little scared in the beginning. <laughs> <Like a lot laughs> I think we experience. all were. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I, I think it takes, you know, if you really look at what the Lakers have done over the past season since the championship, they changed the roster a lot. Then they changed coaches. And it takes a while to get to know each other because, I don't when you playing with a dynamic player like LeBron, like an AD, and you're not used to that, it takes you a moment to get, you know, get used, you know, get get a rhythm. And then they made the big tr- big trade, bringing in the all the guys from Minnesota, and that really helped. Because you know, I'm a huge Bando fan, and I think yeah. he brings something to a team that's forgotten about. And that's defense and, and selflessness, where you go out and just play because you love playing the game, you love winning. And I think with the Lakers and the talent they have offensively. They need someone like Vando who doesn't really care about that. Just want to yeah. lock someone up, get some rebounds, and just have fun playing the game.
4: Those end up being the most valuable guys, guys who don't need the ball in their hand and are willing to do all the dirty work like Vando. Robert Ory joins us here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. We're talking ALA, Champions Unite. We're talking a little bit of Lakers. Last one on the Lakers. Austin Reeves got an opportunity to go play for the, the USA team. How big... Do you think that will be in terms of his confidence as he rolls into a, a, a season in which I think there's going to be a little bit more expectation put on
2: him? Well, you know, let, let's be real. If you look at the teams that played and see when the team they on, there's nobody on that team as good as LeBron. There's nobody on that team as good as AD. And so I think this is just for him to get a chance to go out and venture out and get the experience. Yeah. Um, but I like the way he played, you know, and, and it let the world see – what we as Laker fans and what the L.A. people, the community has been seeing for the last two seasons. So I think for him it was the exposure side of it. And But now sometimes you don't want to have that exposure because people are going to be mm. keying in on you and they're going to be locked, trying to lock you down. But I think for Austin, though, it was great. You know, guy undrafted, and now to be able to experience these experiences, it's a great thing for him.
4: No doubt about it. Robert, we appreciate you coming on. Spectrum Sports net. At 8 p.m. on Thursday, the American Lung Association hosting the Champions Unite. Robert's going to be a part of it. Uh, Robert, we appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us. Thank you.
2: Man, thank you for this, and make sure you that as much as possible. I appreciate you.
4: Indeed. That was former Laker Robert Ori on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. remember. Uh, you can share how to view, or I could. I'm going to share how to view. Uh, you can go to Spectrum Sports Net, uh, your local listings, or you can live stream it at ChampionsUnite.org at 8 p.m. Again, that's ChampionsUnite.org. It's a really fun, entertaining uh, couple couple hours where you get to see some of your favorite athletes. In some cases, make fool of themselves. In some cases, reveal a talent that. You couldn't. You didn't believe that they had in the first place.
3: Yeah, I. I think that's the most fun of it is that they they reveal these talents. and You're like, whoa! I had no idea this guy could do this. Or I'm or, trying to that's remember. embarrassing.
4: I'm trying to remember my man who won it last year. I think it
3: was was it Mookie?
4: Oh, two year it was Mookie last year, but two years ago, uh, what was our Dave? What was the shortstop for uh, before Tovar came up last year for the Rock? Oh, Glacius. Yeah, yeah. Glacius did like a, I I want to say he did like a piano rendition of something. That's amazing. It was like, it was like wow, this dude is really can really can do it out there. He's doing <laughs> something other than baseball. So, yeah, and Mookie is uh, so, a
3: very talented person. No matter what he's doing, apparently, because he's a yeah. 300 bowler. He could hit 400 home runs in a season. He could do it all.
4: Talking to Mookie before games is is kind of infuriating for uh, uh, an athlete because he. Is it the biggest dude? He's just, he's just really good at everything. And I think he also did a piano rendition of, of something, of too, he last did. year. Of course piano, he did. Piano, if you can play the piano, I mean, in these type of contests, you're, you're going to win.
3: Well, you I, always I like know. to play the piano when we play the ESPN NFL music. You like it's to play a fake the air piano. piano.
4: Yeah, air piano. I'm really good at the air piano where there's actually no keys. Yeah, it's me too. It's unbelievable. I'm, I'm I, an amazing. I, I can look
3: like I play the piano like no other. I'm an amazing air guitarist. I'm right. so good at it. but that's where, you, that's where you and I are on the same level. But real mu- musical talent, I have none. I literally have none. Speak for yourself, man. You can hear
4: my pipes in the shower, man. I think I got it. <laughs> I, I can sing. Are you the guy Tell
3: that's in Kevin Harlan's commercial? <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> no. Sam Levitt's commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. That's probably me, for sure
3: uh what are what are, what are we all doing right here? so we yeah we're gonna go with rj anderson cbs sports he's joining us now here on the premier chevrolet Car, premier chevrolet of carlsbad fan hotline and rj thanks so much for joining us today how are you today
6: i'm doing well how are you doing
3: uh, pretty good, pretty good. You know, we could have, we're, we've been better here in San Diego regarding the Padres. You know, they're not playing well, and there's some rumors and articles coming out saying what's going on in the clubhouse. But I'm going to start with this Blake Snell, he is uh, headed towards a Cy Young, but he does have the most walks in baseball as well. Do you think that's going to keep him from winning the Cy Young?
6: You know, I think that's certainly going to be an aspect of a certain demographic a voter looks at and holds against them. I do think, though, that he has a chance to win the Cy Young because, you know, a large demographic of the voter still believes that ERA is king, right? And they're not going to necessarily hold the walks against him the way that other voters will because they're going to reason, hey, you kept the runs off the board anyway. So what does it matter if you walk a lot of batters? Uh, And I also think, you know, there's probably going to be a contingency of, you know, second or, excuse me, two or three pitchers who split vote. So, yeah, I think Snell has a pretty good chance of winning it, but it just depends on your ideology whether you hold those walks against him or not.
4: RJ Anderson joins us here CBS Sports and RJ I don't, I don't know how much uh you are caught up on kind of the the news that has been coming out of here in San Diego. We had Kevin Aziz's article, you know, really regarding Manny. Today you, you get Dennis Lynn and and Ken Rosenthal talking about the the infrastructure of the organization. I mean, from from the outside looking in, I mean, what what are what do you make of it?
6: Yeah, it seems like a mess and it seems like they're heading for some changes in leadership at least at the managerial level this winter i'm kind of curious to see if that does happen and if aj preller stays in leadership what exactly he does with the manager position because mm-hmm. is going to be his fourth manager and he's with the first timers you know he got his guy in jace pingler and that didn't quite work out he went with a splashy hire bob melvin who everyone held in high regard hasn't quite worked out so now do you ask a first time skipper to come in there and try to you know get the clubhouse in sync that seems like a Really big ask to me yeah. of a rookie manager, or do you try to make another splashy veteran hire? You know, Craig Council is supposedly heading for free agency. Now, there have been reports that he wants to take at least next season off. I don't know if that's actually going to be the case, but he would be an interesting name to pursue, or, you know, there's going to be a slew of other changes made this winter uh, with other teams and their managers. So it'll be interesting to see what exactly Keller does if he remains in power and if he makes a change and moves away from Melvin as manager.
3: RJ, uh, R.J. Anderson of CBS Sports here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. And I think it's kind of interesting in some of these uh, stories that are coming out that the players, they all seem to get along. They all seem to like each other. They all seem to uh, be on the same page. And there, it's not always the case like that around baseball. You think of the White Sox and you've heard stories about some of the guys in the clubhouse fighting there. So is this as simple? Like I know you just said that who's going to come in and do this, but do you think it's as simple as just changing up the manager?
6: Well, I think it's a, I think it's a few things. You know, we're talking about this in part because of the record, right? right. If they had won, you know, if they went 500 in one run and next year and in games, we're having a different conversation right now. No and doubt. These wouldn't be hot-button issues. You know, this is mostly the same group that almost went to the World Series last fall, right? They didn't forget how to play baseball. They didn't forget how to win games. This isn't a character failing or, you know, some kind of great moral quandary in my book. I think part of it's luck, maybe a large part of it's luck, I think they'll change managers. They'll probably bring in some new relievers. Maybe they'll chase Shohei Otani, and we'll come back here next spring, and they're going to look pretty good. And they're probably going to make the postseason next year. So I don't think we need to treat this as like you know an apocalyptic event or anything. I think it's just you know this is what we do in sports media, right? A team underperforms, we uh, we ascribe narratives, and that's just what's happening right now.
4: Uh, RJ, you sound like my kind of guy, man. That's exactly how I have been. <laughs> saying this in my head a lot of this is is bad luck. I I think it would be a mistake to do anything different to the core of this roster. This this is a team that could very well turn around and win 100 games next games next season with the very same mostly the same roster. Uh RJ I, you know we we're getting down to the to the to the nitty-gritty of the season. Awards are up. Obviously, you're having some tremendous seasons put together in the MVP National League side, right? I mean, Mookie is yeah. playing well. He's turned it on. Obviously, Ronald Acuna is it ha- literally has a class of his own at this point. You can't forget about Freddie Freeman. Um, and, and you know, I, I think you would be remiss if you didn't miss. And I'm, his name is is skipping right now. First baseman for the Braves, Olson, um, Olson. You would be yeah. remiss if you didn't miss it, mention him. I mean, who do you think right now has a leg up? I, I I think it's Acuna, but I think there might be some other opinions out there.
6: Yeah, I could see Acuna getting a nod because of the historic nature of the season with regards to the home run stolen base total. So if I had to guess, I'd probably go with him. But, you know, just give it to a braver Dodger, it seems like. And you're in in good standing, right? Because those four guys, all of them are deserving of accolades, and they've all had great years. And, you know, I wouldn't have an issue with any of those guys taking it home. But if I had to guess, I would agree with you. That's probably going to be Acuna.
3: We're talking to RJ Anderson of CBS sports here on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. I'm going to go back to the Padres for just a second. Cause Manny Machado announced yesterday that he's most likely going to get surgery on his elbow and he's going to wait until the Padres are uh, eliminated before they shut it down. But you know, I know that Manny is not going anywhere, but some of the questions I've been getting from listeners is, who are they going to trade in this offseason because they they Mm -hmm. need to trade someone? Do you believe it's possible for the Padres to move some of these big contracts that they already have with, say, the Xander Bogarts and uh, some of the other guys? Or or do you think that it's just they're going to run it back next year because it's going to be hard to find a trade partner?
6: You know, I suspect that the guys you're going to hear – mostly rumored are going to be people like Juan Soto who doesn't have a long-term deal and maybe even Haas on Kim because, you know, they have all these other infielders locked up. They have Merrill on the way. And you look at the shortstop market free agency-wise, and it's pretty bleak out there. You know, a team might make an offer for him that they just can't resist. And I don't know. I don't want to say it's likely to happen or anything, but I think those are probably the names you're going to see floated most often. I don't think they're going to – be able to trade Machado. I don't think they're going to want to trade the Chiefs, and you know we can keep picking off names here. But I really think those are probably the two I would look for. Uh,
4: you know, RJ, part of the I think the kind of it's a it's a narrative that's not loud, but it, it's small here in San Diego as it pertains to Juan Soto. You know, when mm-hmm. Juan came here to San Diego, he was basically Ted Williams. I mean, he he had all of the the power accolades. He had the average up. When you look at his numbers now, and you look at his time here in San Diego, really the only thing that has really, really dropped off has been the average. Everything else is starting to is either picking up or or right where it normally is. How how would you assess Soto's time here in San Diego so far?
6: Yeah, I think it's easy to confuse and conflate, you know, individual performance with team level performance. And I think if the Padres have just been a little bit better as a team this season, in particular. We wouldn't even be talking about Soto having a disappointing run. Yeah. You know, he's really done his part. Last time I checked, since he's joined San Diego, he has the second highest on base percentage in all of baseball. And the guy behind is Aaron Judge, who said, you know, the home run record last year. So right. I think he's been great. I understand why people are a little down on him, but I think he's still, you know, a tremendous all world hitter and, you know, he's going to get his next winner, uh, the winner after this, I should say. So yeah, I think he's been really good for San Diego and it's unfortunate that it's going to be. You know, his option is going to be skewed by what the team did or didn't do this season.
4: Yep, no doubt about it. RJ, man, we, we appreciate you coming on spending some time with us, talking some baseball, man. We'll catch up again soon.
6: Anytime. Thank you for having me.
4: RJ Anderson, CBS Sports on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. I apologize to our listeners. We did our our segments have been quite choppy today. <laughs> we were, uh, you know, we wanted to do a solid uh, that that American Lung Association Champions Unite thing is an important deal. Absolutely. So I, I had to squeeze it in. We were scheduled to record with Robert at one twenty. Uh, he was flight was delayed, so he had just got in. So. We're able to squeeze it, and we apologize for it kind of being choppy like that. I'm sure some of you guys are like, "What in the world is going on? This, this is the worst inter- radio show ever." Interview back up, back to back. So you know, we had to do, what we had to do, we had to kind of, we had to so, kind of. Yeah.
3: And for a control freak like me, I, you know, I loved every second. You know, of that. By, by the way, kudos to you because Scraby
4: on a lot of times when we got to be, we got to be like water, we got to be fluid, right? Yes, yes. He's not very good at this. No, this is no. where he starts to lose his mind. I didn't hear a beep from you, man. You kind of went with the flow. That's uh, Going with the flow is not your strongest attribute.
3: It's not, but I hope I sounded like I was okay out there because you did. You... behind the scenes, Frank was telling me things, and Tony was like in the middle of the interview, and I'm like, what is happening right now? But that's why we did, didn't have that did break. You, did you pit up pretty good during this time? <laughs> you know it. You know it. <laughs> You know, and I'm also wearing my whale shirt, too. So, Oh,
4: it's Chris, Chris Ella's favorite Nike yes, shirt. Yes, the whale on. shirt
3: is on right now. If you want to see the whale shirt, you can go to my Instagram, <laughs> at Matt Scraby. It's somewhere on there. But Yeah, so I think we're going to end up going to break early here so that we can fit in uh, all the spots there it that is. we have. There's the bit. See, wow. See,
4: Frank Marchese, not Minicazi, Yeah, had already sent me a text saying that. I, I, I was just stalling until we got to 251. Frank, you went behind my back?
1: Yeah, a, yeah I did. There oh, a, okay. There's the
4: right. control freeze added to <laughs> get. Daily Gambit on the way. More going to Chris.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.